gosh. Today I have... I maybe honestly have like one spoon left and I really saved it for this interview today, but I have one spoon and I saved it. It's my biggest spoon actually today for this interview with Leslie. Well, it sounds like you have a really nice ladle there. Um, It's a nice, nice, large... Coming up today on We Like It Raw, a one-on-one interview with our first and secret special guest. Today's episode is a two-part feature about a concept called the spoon theory. We are going to be talking about how the spoon theory plays into our needs and transactions in all of our relationships. It's all about spoons, baby. We're going to be using shared experience and describable examples to your family and friends to break down what exactly the spoon theory is, what kind of spoons maybe we're talking about, how to start your day and every day at your optimal potential through the spoon theory. This is going to tie into episode two. So if you haven't already, go give that a listen first. I hear you. You are distressed. You don't know when the second part of this episode is going to be coming out. Well, I can assure you it will be in the very near future. You know, I am all about efficiency and effectiveness. And since you're already here, go ahead and show us your raw truth, hashtag Ruth, by clicking the follow or subscribe button. We want to hear from you. Reach us at we like it raw podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook by typing in We Like It Raw Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at We Like It Raw. And you can find us on Instagram at raw.pod. All right, I've talked enough. Let's dive into our first guest interview today. I'm Tom, and this is We Like It Raw. everyone, welcome to We Like It Raw, and today this is a mini episode featuring a very good, high-kicking, amazing friend of mine, Leslie Blake Walker. Well, I am so happy to be here, and I, I feel like I have spoons of plenty, so I'm here to oh, give fuck. as many <laughs> as I possibly can to you. I feel in very good spirits. I'm very happy and honored to be here having this conversation with you. Thank you so much. Honestly, um, so Leslie and I met last uh, last summer in 2019, um, and we worked together at um, a theater company, and we did Mamma Mia together, we did Cabaret together, and over that summer, like, that summer presented a lot of challenges to all of us individually. I will not discount that I faced several challenges that summer. Um, which is something we can definitely also get into today. I would honestly love to hear your year out opinion about that whole, <laughs> about that whole summer. Um, and a lot of things that I also would like to say about that summer. Leslie introduced to me this uh, this theory called the spoon theory. And at the time, uh, and up until honestly, like last week when I texted her asking, will you please come on my podcast so that way we can talk about this because it's so important, is um, it's this idea that like you start your day um, with a certain number of spoons. And those spoons are 
whatever uh, you are feeling um, those spoons are whatever you are experiencing in the physical and the mental and the emotional planes and plateaus of your life and how that affects the way you interact and uh, then treat and accept behavior from other people thus describing what i want to tie into episode number two that just came out um, transactional relationships and how to say no and set effective boundaries and when it becomes healthy and unhealthy Leslie, can you tell us a little bit about your understanding of the spoon theory? Absolutely. So I find a lot of times one of the go-to phrases a lot of times that we say um, is, I don't have time for that. Or I, I really, I, I, I can't do that. I, I, don't, I don't have time for that. And the truth is, it's not that we don't have time. It's that a lot of times we don't have enough spoons and spoons is just a way to quantify your mental, physical, emotional energy. It is a way for you to sort of tally up throughout the day as to how much you can give and how much you would be willing to receive from others. So I'll give you, I'll just give you just a very vague example. So say um, you've had a really, you've had a really rough day, you know, your car ran, a, ran out of gas on the way to work. They got your coffee order wrong. Your boss Ugh. got mad at you about something. Yeah. You, you stepped in some dog poo on the sidewalk. Like you've just, this day has really taken it out of you and you get home and your sibling or your parent or your best friend comes up to you and they say that they've had a really rough day and they really need to talk to you about it and they want to hear your advice on it. And you truly just can't even fathom taking on somebody else's bad day. You, tr you just can't even think about it. So like I said before, one of the things that we instantly go to is, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have time for you right now. And that's a lot of the times that's not true because we always have we always want to have time for the people we love, but what we really sort of mean by that is this day has also taken everything out of me. I don't have the spoons to give you. Mm. So you, you would ideally want to wake up every morning and assess your spoons. And then throughout the day, you would hopefully, and what I would want for everybody is that you would end your day with more spoons than you started off with. And you can get and receive spoons in many different ways. You can give yourself a spoon by buying yourself a treat. You know, if you're like, I really mm. want a donut, like you go out and you get that donut. Yes. Um, someone else can give you spoons by listening to your problems or hearing about your, your, your recent breakup or hearing about certain things like that. There are many ways that you could receive spoons and then you can give other spoons by listening to their problems or buying them some sort of treat or going on a walk together. It is a truly, it is a tangible thing that you can, you can do for others and that others can do for you. And it is a way for us to communicate that effectively to mm. the people that we care about. So it's like, it's not that I don't have the time for you or that I don't care about you. It's right now in my current physical, mental and emotional state there's no space. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing left. And you want yeah. to give them everything, but sometimes you just don't have enough. So you got to fill up your tank first yeah. before you can give out to others. I think it's important that you make that distinction and that like you're filling up your tank or you are um, replacing or refilling uh, something that you, um, you're missing in that moment. Something that we talked about actually 
in the previous episode um, was, was by saying, like, I don't have time for this. I can't deal with this right now. As a parent to a child, it makes you immediately just like from that age be like, all right, so if my parent doesn't want to take the time to figure out and uh, deal or um, work to understand what I'm going through and feeling and experiencing, then I really must not be worth anybody else's time to experience, understand, grow, and learn from these experiences. So, I mean, sure, I'll figure it out, but will it be the desired result and our answer? And also how I get there, will that be the desired route to success? Or will there be a lot of ups, downs, sideways, curves, and like undoubted fears and tantrums and unsuccesses that will hold me back and then regress me back to this like, mommy, I need you, figure it out. In that moment, relating back to the episode, Mar uh, our mother, Kate and I, just maybe she didn't have the spoons. She just didn't have that like space necessary because, Leslie, some information that maybe you didn't know about me um, is that Kate and I grew up um, with a handicapable sister. She has special needs and she has a neurological mm -hmm. disorder. And also a lot of other things have factored into our family dynamic as a whole, but just alone, the idea of raising a special needs child when you have three other children to manage transference of spoons. It's like almost like power. It's kind of like a power struggle sometimes, I think. And so what you said about starting your day um, with spoons and ending your day with more spoons than how you started, would you say that maybe it's okay to sometimes end your day with no spoons? And that can be a good thing? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a with a blank slate, Ooh. I believe. And I think there's something that. super powerful with feeling that ultimate, I don't want to even say low because that sounds negative, but it is. If you think of it like a gas tank or like a phone battery or anything, sometimes you just need to run out of juice. Mm. A hard, a hard reset. reset, like a full-blown factory reset. Everything's, everything's yes. gone and you can just wake up the next day and then you can only go up. Mm. And also sometimes being there sometimes, isn't bad yeah. because then you don't see any of the bullshit. And it's just like you and the real and the raw truth. And you're just like, oh. And the necessity. Yeah. And what you like absolutely primally need, you know, like especially throughout like all this that we're all, I mean, we're all going through this insane collective trauma right now like we are. And so I right. found that the spoon theory has been even more helpful in this period of my life than any other period of my life. Can you give us a specific example as to how it's benefited you more per se, I guess, during this uh, traumatic political uh, global pandemic? Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> it's just some, sometimes you, you, you see all these things and you want to do something about it. You and, and you should want to make the world a better place and we should want to do things. And because we're mm. all going through this insane collective trauma and just constantly being like, ah, the world, you know? No, truly. Every day you have to ask yourself, like, am I at the potential to be the best that I can be today? If I'm not, what do I need to do to be that 
like what, how, what kind of spoons do I need to give myself and how can I be the most, I don't even want to say productive because we shouldn't have to be like productive in the sense of, you know, pushing everything forward and work actively working towards specific things, but like, how can I make some sort of difference in the day? And so then you do that calculation of your spoons and you're like, maybe I need more of a survival spoon, like a food mm-hmm. or a water or a sleep or something along those lines. Asleep. I need a sleep. (laughs) I need a nap. Or maybe I need more of an emotional spoon. Maybe I need to call a friend that I haven't talked to in months. Or I need to, you know, sit and cuddle with my cat for a little bit. You just need to figure out what it is that you have to give yourself to be the best you can be to therefore with the goal, hopefully, of helping others and everything. Because I think what's the I almost think what's the point of a full drawer of spoons if you're not going to like do something with them? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I would identify that as being um, afraid to let go of your, maybe not your happiness, but afraid of letting other people around you feel happy too, because then it diminishes your feelings and the way that you've achieved this success and this happiness. We all give and take in every relationship that we deal with every day, whether we realize it or not. There are conversations that I only have at work that I don't have at home. There's only conversation there are conversations that I only have with my sister that I do not have with my brother. <laughs> and there are conversations that I only have with my father that I may never have with my mother. It's this give and take. So like, okay, I'm not getting it from my mom. I'm going to get it from my dad. I'm not getting it from whoever. I'm going to go to X, Y, Z. And I mean, then I stop myself sometimes and I'm like, Tom, you're using people as a way out. You are using people to get something from them. It's sort of like a utility Mm -hmm. aspect almost. And um, I don't like that at all. And... That is something, especially last summer, I like felt, honestly, I felt like I really sometimes didn't belong. Like I didn't deserve to be there because like, whoa, like that cast is, was like, is, I say is because like, right. we're all still. <laughs> nobody's dead. <laughs> I'm not going to like jinx that. Um, we're all in good spirits. We're all in good health. And I wish the best for everybody in the cast, um, including behind the scenes, tech, creative, producing, actors, everybody. I think I just like was so scared of people discovering that like I was not as good Imposter as everybody. Imposter syndrome. And, like, Do you ever talk about uh, that? You ever think yes. about that? yes i felt that major last summer i think that's why i was so i uh, i like to say that i was very proud and like happy of like the progress that i made and i did make progress i did grow a lot throughout mamma mia and a lot throughout cabaret but i also feel like i let a lot of bad habits slip back in i could have been way more xyz And I say X, Y, Z because I don't want to identify the behavior um, on the public platform. But Leslie, you kind of know what I'm what I'm hinting at. And I definitely woke up one morning and realized after said traumatic incident for, I guess, me and probably some other people now um, occurred. I was like, oh, my God, I literally did exactly what I didn't want to do. 
I drew attention to myself. I started drama. I caused, I guess, a quote-unquote problem. It was only a problem because I made it a problem. And it was so hard to accept that and say that for myself because as a Capricorn, <laughs> it's very difficult to be wrong. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult for me to be told, no, either you're overreacting or you're perceiving a situation that is not truly the situation. Um, because it, it, to me, even though that person may be coming from place of huge and tremendous love I see it as like betrayal I see it as like an insult to my intelligence and it's always like me 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 and I never stopped during that summer to just like step outside and be like what about everyone else like how's everyone else doing never stopped to consider how my behavior was definitely impacting the morale of an entire cast I was given the chance and I didn't even recognize the chance. Mm -hmm. I just kept my spoons for myself because I was like, I need all of this for me and I've been wronged and I've been, I've been, I've been. None of that was true. Mm -hmm. Wow. Coming to this realization was just like crazy. I didn't even think about some of those things I just said until like right now. And now I'm like, holy shit, Tom, let it go. Let it go. Well, it's crazy. I totally, I totally had, um, from what it from what it sounds like the way that like you view and think about your last summer i definitely felt that way like it was a it was a couple of summers ago um where i'd almost had sort of not an exact experience to yours but as far as my mental journey and how i was letting my feelings on one thing impact my reactions to another yeah it's so crazy how one aspect of your life, and in a lot of times for me, especially it's the imposter syndrome or my insecurity yeah. in friendships and relationships I have with other people. Um, so I'm a cancer. I'm really emotional, like in my heart, and it really affects my head a lot. Um, yeah. And so I get, I get a lot of insecurity and I was finding that that insecurity in this one aspect of like my social life was popping up in super negative ways in my work and how I was mm. treating other people in my work. Huh. And so when we don't take the time to take the real problem that's happening and how we're feeling and everything, when we don't sit down with that adequately enough, or we ignore it or we push it away and stuff, then it pops up in the other areas of our life. And then suddenly we look around and we're like, what is happening? Like yeah. how on earth did I let this get so out of control? And then of course you think about it every night until 2 a.m. and until you can finally find a way to forgive yourself. <laughs> Literally, Leslie, like true words could not have been spoken. You also kind of feel like, why is this happening to me? Why me? Why did the universe like put this on me? Well, maybe you're just not 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 saying this about you but like as a general blanket statement maybe like you're just not giving space to like other people's needs and desires in that moment as well and i mean while yes you may be internally suffering to like a greater extent not everyone is always going to be 100 percent aware of that also weigh it for yourself like is your internal suffering that you're going through kind of as the head as as a capricorn which is like a hbic like very cut to the chase kind of like this is the this is the raw shit are you doing it to yourself or is it really caused by these extemporaneous third party variables mm -hmm. like 
what happened last summer, the way I reacted and the way I treated other people and like pushed other people away. And like, it was, I wish I could honestly just like take it back. Honestly, like the whole summer, just like that part of it, not like the Mamma Mia, not like the cabaret. I wish I could just like relive it because I I would do it so Mm -hmm. differently. And I would understand that the friendship that I was trying to create therein lies the key word no the key phrase was trying to create and I mean like it's because I wanted this like pleasure and this like fleeting and I realized utility and pleasure are fleeting and they're not like lasting so it's not going these friendships will come to an end for example like in school or in college you deal with these sorts of situations together and there are trade-offs with friends and teachers and professors and um you all work together to achieve a goal even in a show there are trade-offs it's like i can't make this change or this cross and whatever so like we're going to do this differently utility it is like perceiving the problem working around the problem But once you come to that solution, you have Mm -hmm. concluded. It is over. It is done. Once you have had the pleasure, it -hmm. is over. It is done. And so I've realized and come to, and I keep saying I think, I know. (laughs) I know that the conclusion I've come to is that what what I was attempting to force last summer was something out of utility and pleasure because I felt like, I don't belong here. I need something to tether me here. That's going to be somebody that I perceive as uh, wanted by other people and other people really like. And uh, I'm going to hide my jealousy in that because it's not about me. It's about how this person is treating me and not like doing and giving me X, Y, Z. Why aren't they giving me this? It's like, they don't fucking have to. Right. They don't owe me anything. And, and relating that back to spoons, like one of the hardest things about the spoon theory is like, no one owes you their spoons and you don't owe anyone else yours. Mm. And that's really hard when you're trying to make those transactions, when you're trying to do nice things for others, or you're trying to make them feel wanted and trying to make them feel appreciated and everything. But sometimes people just don't want to receive your spoons same as where you don't want to receive others sometimes you know and that is I don't have the time for you I don't have the time time for for you and that is a really hard thing to come to terms with especially when you find someone either super desirable or, or you admire them or you you want them to be a part of your life or you want to manifest something or like sometimes their spoons are not meant for your drawer and vice versa. <laughs> can't fit a ladle in a in like one of those little plastic drawers. Like you can't sometimes it just doesn't fit. It's meant to be hung. It's meant to be hung right next to the dish towel. Friendship and transactions and spoons and kind of closing off like the idea and the discussion a little bit and what you said earlier actually before we started recording was that you you had kept in touch with a childhood friend through um, email for years and whether it had dropped off or for a while or come back to life or whatever you guys still kept in touch I I kind of launched into this really big digression by saying I didn't feel I felt guilty texting you. Guilty by saying, like, I'm reaching out because I need this from you. And that's kind of what it felt like to me. 
And I know, I know you addressed that. Um, so thank you. And I appreciate your words. Something that's really interesting, because I took one philosophy course and then dropped <laughs> it in college, <laughs> um, was we talked about the Nicomachean uh, ethics. And there's like a bunch of books, but in the eighth book, um, I'm going to just read it for you. Aristotle describes the idea of the perfect friendship. And so there, there are three different kinds. And I talked about two of them earlier, actually, utility and pleasure. Utility being like, you get things from this person. It is like very like, I need you for this. And it is nothing more than this. And those friendships end quickly. Same thing with pleasure. They usually happen when you're younger, when you're seeking something from another person because they've given it to you. And then once that pleasure has run out, that friendship too ends. And so the idea of like the perfect friendship is that he says, well, I'm quoting here, quote, this deeper connection is the third kind of friendship that Aristotle described. He called it perfect friendship. Quote, perfect friendship is the friendship of men who are good and alike in virtue. For these wish well alike to each other, good, and they are good themselves. Now those who wish well to their friends for their sake are most truly friends, for they do this by reason of own nature and not incidentally. Therefore, their friendship lasts as long as they are good, and goodness is an enduring thing. That is beautiful. And I think that, like, kind of is really, it's important. It's like, mm -hmm. you don't have to put so much pressure on yourself to feel like you're being connected, you're being in, you're being turned on. It's like in the theater, what we call yep. being, like, turned on and dropped in in the moment. You don't always have to be that way because you can be the perfect friend and have the perfect friendship by not being in touch with somebody just by knowing yeah. that they're there like I'm touching my heart but like they're there with you like with Eric today and that text he sent back to me and reaching out to him I had not I haven't talked to him in maybe like a year and same with you reaching out to you I was like gosh I haven't talked to Leslie in a year but like the way you greeted me made me feel like I was holding my breath and then I just went <sighs> like oh my gosh because honestly I still kind of mm -hmm. didn't know where we stood after last summer and like all of that mishigash water that under the bridge um, water under the bridge and um, I do not I'm not justifying my actions at all I actually if anybody is listening who was there that summer I apologize if I contributed to any stress that you experienced during either of those productions because I was a little diva <laughs> <laughs> he was low on spoons guys he was low on spoons but like was i low on spoons or was i just hoarding them oh i feel like i was hoarding them and i feel like i just kept taking and taking and now that looking back i feel like i just kept taking from you guys and that's why i feel so guilty over it is like i saw how everyone around me was exhausted by the end of like cabaret and i mean not to say that like we didn't enjoy and love our time during that show i loved doing cabaret yeah but we were exhausted by the end of that process <sighs> i just felt like i kept taking without asking and that's where it got me to the point of like ultimate resentment remember when i had like that stomach issue yeah i like would like lay down i think i like literally gave it to myself i'd like 
got myself so like even it was my stomach chakra which like has to do with like a lot of it is a route like healthy gut healthy butt and healthy gut healthy life you know mm -hmm. your gut has to do with a lot of other like areas of your body that attribute to your overall health and i think i just like got myself chronically sick because i was so chronically worried that i was paranoid every day that is a real thing that is an absolutely real thing. I definitely experienced that towards the beginning of this quarantine, like my anxiety and my mm. just being so clenched up every single day. Like I, I have shoulder problems on my back or it's like my stomach was yes, not like, nice to me. Like, it's like, gosh, just breathe. And yeah. How's your energy? Like, do you feel balanced? Do you feel unbalanced? Like I constantly feel like, theater is not it right now I should not be doing theater I should be doing this I should be telling people like you are enough you are worth it you're worth every second and don't fucking listen to this government that tells you you're not enough don't listen Absolutely. to this person whatever and so I don't discount like my work that I've done or the work that I want to do in the theater industry I just think maybe it's not right now for me and yeah, I'm now's at peace not with the that. time totally and what better time for that not to be it right now because it's not it's not happening like you actually yeah. couldn't even if you wanted to so what mm. a freeing and beautiful opportunity we've been given to do what we feel is right guilt-free because yeah. we can't do that other thing like we actually can't we there's nowhere to do it we literally can't you there's could nowhere to I guess, do it but like <laughs> yeah like you could you could just jump ship and like i don't know build a stage in your backyard with right. like some shower curtains as like a back like you could do that but why not do something that like really matters right right now yeah that's kind of what i felt like too maybe like and wow, now kind of like piecing this all together, I think like maybe I, from the very beginning, I felt like I shouldn't have been doing theater. Why was I studying theater? Maybe like, uh, oh, and no, I don't want to question that because like that was a decision I made and I was happy with like the route I took and like I met some truly, obviously amazing people and they have taught me like, like Marianne Lamb, Elizabeth Parkinson, I could not maybe, I don't think I could ever substitute the knowledge and wisdom that those two have given me. Like emotionally and mentally and opportunity alone mm -hmm. but like i think after college i was like wow there's a lot of competition tom and you know yourself are you really going to step up and be better or not be better but like put yourself above the rest rise above the rest i think i was scared mm -hmm. and i i kind of like used my behavior as a way out anyway circling back to perfect friendship these special kinds of friendships aren't based on what someone can do for you or how they make you feel they exist because you value who the other person is just innately mm -hmm. and you did that every day last summer and you say like you care a lot and you care too much and you get in your head a lot about it. you get in your head about a lot of things but like i think you counteract that by just like being there for everyone else because call, tell me if I'm wrong maybe you feel like you can't always be there for yourself yeah for sure yes <laughs> that is a real thing for me I'm very much sacrifice what I should be doing for myself just to just to be there for others and that and I'm in 
what I think I still have trouble realizing is that they can both be there. In fact, I could be there better for others when I'm giving myself what I need. Yeah. Hence why spoons exist. Spoons. You know, you can, you, and then, and another phrase that pops from spoons, um, or goes along with it is you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm. Yeah. You cannot give to others what you don't have. Yeah. You can't freaking. you can't, I don't know what would you would spoon, I guess, like, um, Sorbet. Sorbet. I don't know why I went to rice. I don't know. They're both delicious. One of them just more colorful, hence why. (laughs) You you can't spoon the sorbet that is Leslie Blake Walker into anyone else's life if you have given all of the tools that you have personally that you deem necessary to spoon that sorbet away. Spoon that sorbet away. (laughs) Sorbet you stay. Sorbet, you stay sorbet away. Well, I'm really, I just want to say, like, I'm really glad you included me. Like, I, I love talking about this and like, I really cherish so many aspects of our summer together in so many different ways like so many crazy wonderful things happened as well as the intense and the insane and all that like there were a lot of blessings and a lot of curses with that summer um and a lot of growth and i've really yeah. been trying to a lot of growth take this period of time that we've all been forced into um and seek these types of connections because it's kind of all we've got for sure like it's kind of all we can really pursue um and it's also been that time where I'm like okay it's time to kind of like purge some people that don't serve me anymore and I've never felt that way about I've never felt that way about you so I'm really glad you reached out and I'm really glad that we can have this moment of reconnection because I'm not the best at like staying in touch with people (laughs) I get so wrapped up in my life and the people who I talk to are the people that are like there in my this moment and my now the immediate because that is all I have time for. And I'm using air quotes for that, you know? I'm like, I do not have the spoons to reach out to every single person I care about on a weekly basis. And I hate that that is the reality. This is not going to be the last time that Leslie joins us. I am super excited to see in the future how and when she will be rejoining us on the podcast. But until then, Leslie, where can our listeners find you? You can find me on Instagram at Leslie Blake Walker. I also have a website, mm. LeslieBlakeWalker.com, with all sorts of pictures, videos, and a little big biography about me. So check her out. Yes, guys. Don't you just love Leslie Blake Walker? It is the brand. Don't you dare go around telling people that you heard Leslie Walker on this podcast. You heard Leslie Blake Walker. Yeah, you because did. it is the brand. It is the union <laughs> stage name. We have to solidify that. We paid money for that. We paid money for it. If we do anything for Leslie, we make this we make this her stage name forever. Thank you again for joining us. We want to hear from you. Reach us at we like it raw podcast at gmail.com. 
You can find us on Facebook by typing in We Like It Raw Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at We Like It Raw. And you can find us on Instagram at raw.pod. I'm Tom, and this is We Like It Raw. Raw.